we are getting ready to go back to our buildings for uh, our church services. But we've been asking the question, who do we want to be when we go back? We've got a unique opportunity to start afresh. And that's what we've been looking at the last few weeks. Uh, our values, we've been going back to basics, thinking who do we want to be? What values do we want to have when we go back? We looked in the first week at being distinctive, being different. Then we looked at being responsive to God's spirit, to Jesus' guidance in our lives. And then we looked at the idea of being relevant, speaking to our community in a language that they understand and meeting their needs. And today we're going to be looking at the idea that we need to be real. time I go on holiday abroad I have people trying to sell me fake things. I remember coming to Port Said in Egypt and there was people all lined up the gangplank selling fake clothes, five night t-shirts for a pound. And I remember in Turkey being chased around the swimming pool by someone trying to sell me some Ralph Lauren polo shirt. Now I have to admit they were pretty nice polo shirts and I bought a couple but the problem was that after one wash they had shrunk. I remember buying a charger for my phone online and then was too afraid to use it because I thought it might be a fake. I didn't want it to blow up my phone. See, we know that fake goods, fake products aren't going to be as good as the real thing. They might not last as long. They probably won't last as long. They might break. They might even cause damage to other goods. So why do we buy them? Well, we buy them because it offers us something great at a small cost. It offers us something that we could never usually afford, that Rolex watch, at a price that we can afford. So we're willing to part with our cash in order to get something that superficially looks amazing, looks expensive, looks great but the reality is that we will not last that phone that looks like an apple iphone that you pay 10 pounds for down the market you know that inside it is no way that it's an apple phone and yet we still buy it because of what it looks like on the outside i think sometimes we can be in the danger of living our lives like that. We create an image to wow people, but we aren't willing to pay the cost and put in the effort to get a life that is deep and meaningful. We're willing to skirt through life doing the least we can, sacrificing the least we can, and yet we expect to have an amazing life, to have all the best things and instead, because we can't do that, because we're not willing to pay the cost, we end up with a superficiality so that others on the outside looking in think, wow, don't, doesn't that person have a great life? And yet we know that our life is far from perfect. Now there's two dangers in living your life like that. Number one, it causes other people real grief. 
See, social media, they shouldn't call them social media sites, they should call them comparison sites because that's what we use social media for. We compare ourselves to other people. Now, I've recently got into Instagram and Instagram is supposed to be one of the worst social media sites for comparison because it's based around image, it's based around pictures. You post a picture to show something about your life and of course, you're not gonna post rubbish pictures, you wanna post the highlights of your life, the good points, the things that you are doing, that you are proud of, that you want to show off. And if you just look through uh, the pictures on Instagram, it's just lots of people trying to show their best sides. And that's great, but when you're flicking through Instagram, it's so easy to compare your life to the perfect life that's being portrayed by someone else and find yourself wanting. A Guardian article writing about the dangers of social media wrote this. It says, for a growing number of users and mental health experts, the very positivity of Instagram is precisely the problem. The site encourages its users to present an upbeat, attractive image that others may find at best misleading and at worst harmful. If Facebook demonstrates that everyone is boring and Twitter proves that everyone is awful, Instagram makes you worry that everyone is perfect, except you. And what experts have found is that it affects people's sleep patterns. It affects their body image, how they feel about the way they look. And it also uh, has created something called FOMO, fear of missing out, not willing to commit to anything because we're fearful of missing out on something better. So if you're presenting a false image of yourself and not being truthful, not being real, then actually that can have a real negative impact on other people that feel it's impossible to live up to the ideal that you are presenting. So one, it's not good for others, but actually it's not good for you either. At the beginning of this month, the BBC uh, showed a programme called Grief and Me, and it was interviewing and following a guy called Joey Essex, a very bubbly, extrovert, smiley character uh, who was a reality TV star. And Joey Essex revealed that his mother died, in fact, his mother committed suicide when he was just a young boy. In fact, he was only aged 10 years old. And Joey felt it incredibly difficult to deal with that grief. And rather than talk about it and share it and show his grief, he bottled it up inside. He hid it away and he continued to show off that bubbly facade that people so loved about him. And yet those smiles and those laughter and those jokes hid something awful, something eating away on him on the inside. And Joey continued to live with a question, if my mum loved me that much, why did she leave me? And because he never dealt with that question, he, he felt unable to trust anyone and that had a huge impact on his relationships. And yet if he had dealt with it from the beginning, if he had answered those, asked that question, and work through an answer, if he'd been honest and real, then perhaps his life would be very different now, aged 30. Perhaps he would have relationships where he could trust people. 
So yes, putting a facade on, wearing a mask damages others, but it also damages you as well because it, present, it prevents you from getting the help you need and it prevents you from moving on from traumatic moments in your life. You're not only lying to others, you're lying to yourself. Now, God had a message for the nation of Israel in the Old Testament through the prophet Amos uh, about worship that was just a facade, just a mask. It wasn't real. In fact, it was fake. And he said these words through the prophet or Amos in Amos chapter 5 and verse 21 to 24. And it's really strong words. This is what God says. It says, I hate, I despise your religious feasts. I, not, I cannot stand your assemblies. Even though you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. Though you bring me choice fellowship offerings, I will have no regards for them. Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your heart. Then he says in verse 24, but let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. See what God is talking about here is worship that isn't real. It's, it's only skin deep. It may be impressive. It may be full of people offering sacrifices because that's what they used to do in those days. They used to take a fattened calf, an expensive animal, and offer it as a sacrifice. And perhaps there were people there who were offering expensive sacrifices. But God was rejecting those sacrifices because it was superficial. It was for show. It wasn't real worship because it wasn't worship that went beyond that religious festival. And too often our church services and our worship can be like that too. We can put all our focus, all of our, our attention at turning up on a Sunday morning and singing the songs and listening, listening diligently to the sermons. And yet as soon as we walk out that door and go back to our day-to-day -day life, then suddenly our lives don't reflect that worship that God is asking for, that righteousness, that justice. See, I find myself falling into this danger all the time in terms of church. I want to present a good show. I want to talk a good sermon. We want to do our music well. We want people to be impressed by the razzmatazz of our services. And, but if that is all we offer, then it is fake. It's just superficial. It's skin deep. And it will have no long-lasting effect because what God wants our worship to create is outreach and mission. He wants to see out of our communities meeting together, our assemblies, our Sunday evenings. He wants to see come out of that justice and righteousness, doing the right thing. Not just in a building on a Sunday morning, but 24-7 in our lives, individually corporately, separately and together, in our home groups, in our social groups, wherever, in our homes, in our workplace, God wants to see the fruit of our worship, the fruit of us giving ourselves to God. But we don't do it because it costs us too much. 
We are willing to settle for a, a facade, a mask, a fake, rather than the real thing because we don't want to pay the cost. And Jesus picks up this in his Sermon on the Mount where he tells us not to be like those people that pray on the street corners. They look good, they sound good, and yet it's all fake. It's all just for show. It's all about the image. It's not about a deep relationship and commitment to God that involves, involves sacrifice. And yet it is worth the cost. So you see, we want to be a church that is real. We want to be a church that doesn't pretend to be interested in people, that doesn't pretend to be sacrificial, that doesn't pretend to want to make a difference to our community. We want to be a church that is deep. And that only happens when we are real with God and with each other. And likewise with you, if you want your life to be deep and purposeful, to make a difference, you need to be willing to be real. But that will cost you. And are you willing to pay the price? Because ultimately it will cost you your pride. People will start to see the real you. Cracks will start to show in that mask that you are wearing. People will suddenly realise that maybe you don't have it all sorted. That maybe you haven't got it absolutely perfect. Maybe you can't write those annual Christmas letters where it says your life is wonderful and your kids have got PhDs at the age of 10. You need to be real, you need to be truthful. Because you know what? If we live a life that is a lie, if we create a church which is fake, People can only respond in two ways. Either people give up because they can't live up to the role models that we're presenting, or they lie. They pretend, they create a facade, they wear a mask to live up to the ideals that we're presenting as a church. We need to be real. We've talked, us, talked about being responsive to the Holy Spirit. We've talked about being relevant to our culture. And if we manage to do that well, then people from out there will come into our community and they will come in with messes and difficulties because everyone is messy and everyone has difficulties and if we aren't real if we say that we're no we're not messy no we don't have any difficulties then people are going to give up or they're going to fake it i will tell you now as a minister trained at a bible college in ministry for 10 years i struggle with doubts i struggle with my faith sometimes i think does God really exist? And we need to be open and honest about that because we all struggle with these things. And we want to be able to disciple people and draw them closer to Jesus. And we can only do that by being real. So, are you real? Are you honest? Are you open? Are you willing to be open? And perhaps I wouldn't recommend you stand up in front of the whole church and tell people about your struggles and your vices and your addictions. But do you have people that you can share those with, that you can be honest? We need to be a church that is distinctive, we're different. We need to be responsive to the Holy Spirit, Jesus knocking on the door of our hearts. We need to be relevant, we need to meet the needs of our community and speak in a language that they understand. And ultimately we need to be real, coming alongside people, 
sharing our hurts, our pains and our difficulties so that we can move people on uh, in their difficulties as well and help them to meet you.